0: Hey everybody, what's up? It's Chase. Welcome to another episode of the show. Today's show is a micro-show, and it's an important one. Uh, I'm recording this here a few days after the new year, and it is a reasonably natural time in the flow of the year for us to reflect, right? And it's fair to say we all want to be more creative, more productive, happier, more fulfilled, and this show is literally built on on that premise. Uh, and I want to acknowledge that there's an infinite number of ways to get those things, to have more of that in your life. But there's a reason I didn't do this on December 15th because you know there's enough noise in your inbox, in your life, in your head uh, that sometimes starting on Jan 1 with the big new thing and all these resolutions can be a little bit heavy. And That is the opposite of what I want to do. I want to, now that we're a few days in um, to the new year or maybe a few weeks, depending on where you're listening to, it does not matter. It's just not January 1st, which is what's important to me. And so there's a little bit of reflection built into this episode and a little bit of action. And I will flag a couple of times throughout the process that you do not need to be sitting down in front of a piece of paper to make this episode effective. Uh, I do want to start off with a, a little uh, a reminder from Bosphor Planken. He's a professor of social psychology at the University of Bath. He does talk about resolutions and, and talks about mostly that the success of a quote resolution is only one which alters habit. And that's what this episode is about, is altering habits. This should be our aim here in the new year or Again, whenever you are listening to this episode, if you want to make a change, presumably that's one of the reasons you listen to podcasts, right? To be entertained, also to be inspired and to learn. And learning how to change our behavior is, I think, one of the most fundamental things that we are not taught as young people. So, again, referencing Mr. Verplankin, what's important here is habits. It's not motivation that makes changes stick. Motivation is temporary and waning at best. What's important are habits. Small daily changes are the things that equal the biggest changes in your life over time. So it's all about developing habits. And that's, again, the essence of today's micro show. I've got a handful of prompts here that are designed to create awareness around the changes that you want to make. So again, if you just surveyed people at the beginning of the year, most people want to, you know, lose weight, you know, bench press more, you know, 50 more pounds or run a faster marathon or read more books or whatever, but not always are we aware of the things in our life that may need the most attention. We are often sucked into the gravitational pull of all these other, of cultures, resolutions for us rather than what we want and need. So today's show is designed to create a little bit of an awareness, and it's through this awareness that I believe um, we can make the most effective changes in our lives. These are questions that I ask myself every year at this time. Sometimes I'll do a mid-year, but I thought that if it's good enough for me. I hope it's good enough for you. Um, So let's begin. Uh, Again, some of these are short. Others you may want to press pause and spend some time thinking about while you're either on the treadmill or commuting or whatever. Um, But I hope that this is a episode you can return to if you find merit in some of these prompts to create this awareness of what I speak. This is a journaling session if you want it to be a journaling session, or it can just be a situational awareness here. Don't stress out if you cannot sit down right now and write. Uh, keep listening because uh, I believe the juice here is worth the squeeze. All right. And and I one last uh, sort of disclaimer, if a little discomfort arises for you, that is normal. That is actually um part of the process of becoming aware right the deeper you go and the more honest you are with yourself the better all right there are six prompts that i would like to walk through with you today the first one on a scale of 1 to 10 and ideally let's not have a 7 okay just setting some ground rules here let's go 8 9 10 or 1 through 6, 7s are just so, 7s are like beige, right? They're they're, they're 17% gray. They're me On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate your overall life harmony across the past year? Now, uh, qualifier, when I talk about harmony, I'm not necessarily meaning balance. You know, there's a great YouTube video that I put out a couple of years ago. Which was quite popular, and it is more about how if you want greatness in your life, you can't always be everything. You can't have twenty five percent, you know, family, twenty five percent career, twenty percent health, twenty. You know, it's not you don't live in that perfectly balanced state, but rather a state of harmony, right? If you go deep on family for a while, and then you got to get back into your career, and as long as these rhythms are appropriately uh, harmonized, uh, I think you can still have a very successful life. So that's what I'm asking about. Not necessarily balance, but harmony. How would you rate your overall life harmony across the past period? We'll call it the past year as a an addendum to that. What are three things that you believe, or one thing, if it's just you know off the top of your mind here and you're sitting in traffic or you're on the treadmill, what are a couple things that could create more harmony and by contrast, what's maybe one thing that's taking up too much time, energy, or attention and doesn't serve you? So again, prompt number one, scale of one to 10, how would you rate your overall harmony? What are the things that are creating more of it? What are some of the things that are robbing it? I'm talking slowly so that you can, uh, if you're pondering these in real time, you've got a little bit of space to do so. And if you are journaling, you can press pause. But for now, let's move on to number two. Same rules, right? One to 10, rate your level of burnout. Now, Burnout can mean different things to different folks, but that's what's fun about this exercise. It's your awareness of your current state of burnout. And, and I want to say, um, let's say burnout being high, right? Seven, eight, nine, ten are highly burned out and one through six are low burnout. So if you're on the upper end of that scale, just like our earlier prompt, what are one or two things that you could ideate right here on the fly without overthinking what are one or two things that you may do to address the root cause of your burnout. One or two things, level of burnout, short list of things, they may be obvious, but hey, you're probably not doing the obvious things, which is one of the reasons we're in this episode today. All right, I'll just give you, while you're thinking, I'll give you my personal gauge on my life's harmony at any moment. Um, Again, how I measure my own alignment. And that is a word that I use called contentment. Now, why I like contentment is because it's not only tied to progress. You know, progress sometimes feeling like, let's just say you... Uh, let's just use a a, a physical analogy because it's often the, the easiest. But you know, I'm uh, going to the gym every day, but I haven't yet started making the gains that I want in the areas. Or uh, I want to, you know, trim up a little bit, and I haven't, you know, the scale's not moving in my favor yet. But I know I'm doing the right work. That's why I like contentment. It's not always tied to progress, as in forward motion. But this is where sort of the Eastern philosophy of contentment, that I am aware that I am in the process and I'm taking the actions that will at some point create the habit. Remember, this is about habit, create the habit that, that is the foundation of the change I seek. So I personally, here in number two, prompt number two, I gauge my level of burnout or harmony as to how content I am. Now, an additional flag here that I have said this, gone on record, and I want to be as cohesive in, as possible in my um, sharing of my beliefs and knowledge systems. Um, I have been on record saying if you want to be world class, this concept of the difference between balance and harmony uh, rears its head because balance is even more of a myth i do not know anyone who is at the top of their game in any discipline who i would describe through either knowing them personally or having them on the show i would describe as a balanced but i would describe many of these people as harmonized right they are they go so deep on the thing that they care about But they are then able to step out of that for a time to focus on the other parts of their life that may or may not be waning or struggling. And they can, through that, going really deep on a number of things and sort of moving around and paying their attention to those things, through that mechanism can create some harmony. Disproportionately focused on something is required to be world-class, so you can be that and still feel in harmony. All right, recap number two. Again, rate your level of burnout. I use the concept of harmony. Am I in harmony or out of harmony? And I I shared the little anecdote. Again, my personal measure is am I content or not? And if I'm not content, the reason is normally because I am not. (laughs) I am feeling fried. Now, another small aside here before we move on to number three, that I've been listening to what you all have been saying in my social feeds, in my community text group. Um, I've done a few, uh, a few Twitter polls and a few uh, Instagram stories lately, and I've seen this pop up. And again, if you aren't in my text community, uh, you should join. The number to do that is two zero six three zero nine five one seven seven. That is. My text number and you you and I can text. And this is where I often ask for some of this information. But um, here's a couple of things that you all have listed um, as areas of trouble. Um, Feeling like wasting time was one of the most popular answers that I got. Wasting time, I want you to know, is a universal experience. That is those that is those moments where we have recognized that we've gone down a path that maybe does not serve us, and that path may be one month, two months, you know, two years, 10 years. And to that, I would like to remind you that no effort is ever wasted. It required you going down that path to, quote, feel like you are wasting time, end quote was required to get you where you are. So it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to be aware of the concept of feeling that you're wasting time. Uh, And what's most important like in meditation is just moving your attention back to the breath or the mantra. So analogously, get your attention back to the task at hand. And it's also okay to feel like you've fallen short especially when you're striving for something difficult or a goal or any number of habits that you are attempting to change. You can feel burnout, but I want you to learn to be aware of these things. Learn to nourish yourself when your burnout score is high. Learn to rest, not to quit, to draw your attention back to the thing that you know in your heart you want. Again, that's what this is about. This is about awareness and through awareness how we then change our habits okay that's number 2 we're halfway through just about here number 3 where if you do have tension where does this tension live a lot of tension manifests physically in our bodies right where do you feel it is it in your your stomach your gut is it in your chest just maybe shallowness in breathing your neck your neck gets sore you clench your teeth. Some people, it's low back. Be aware of this tension. I'm not asking you to change a bunch of things right now to you know, alleviate this. These are just signals that you may be under stress. I'll tell you, for me, it's in my upper neck for some reason. <laughs> Way upper neck. And I'm like, wait a minute, what feels bad? It often correlates with if you've seen someone who feels um, depressed or frustrated or stressed out, how is their posture? It's usually bad. It's leaning forward. Ironically, look at how we use when we use a phone. What's What position is our neck in? And if you are on your phone a lot, how do you generally feel? I don't know about you, but uh, social media is not necessarily the good news machine we think it is. So those are examples of, in my own experience, why I think I carry... Uh, tension, frustration, uh, my awareness of my how I feel generally is often measured in my neck. <laughs> uh, or for you, I would ask a follow-up question And When does tension show up in your world? When does stress show up in your world? Is it late night? As you're thinking about the next day, making a long list of shit you got to do in the morning, you start to stress out, is it the Sunday scaries? I know a lot of people who it's the first thing in the morning, right? Early morning ideation about how the day may not feel like your own. Again, my question number three here about where does tension and stress live for you is an invitation to examine the symptoms in your life such that you may make some change. You know over the past year, are you aware of um, how you may have made people around you feel? you know, at what moment were you a joy to be around <laughs> across the holidays what what was happening in your life at that time? Was there tense tension and stress when you were your most alive and your most joyful? Chances are Likely that that's not the case. Were there some activities or things that you were doing, thinking, feeling that put you at ease? Again, the point here with identifying what tensions where in your body and at what times of day is so that you be, can come, you can become aware of consistent stressors in your life. And if you are, again, potentially journaling about this, it's fun to go back uh, a few weeks you know, in your journal and to see today's entry and say, you know what, I know this. I know that when X happens, I feel Y, and my antidote might be Z. Again, today's show is an awareness exercise. All right, that's thing three. Thing four, I would like to zoom ahead in the future 1 year from now what is a habit that you hope to have developed you may you know consider this as a something to have accomplished but i really like it in terms of what is a habit if you could snap your fingers right now that one year into the future would be automatic for you maybe it's a morning routine Maybe it's a meditation practice. Maybe it's an awareness or a gratitude practice. Maybe it's the 100 push-ups every day. I'm not here to tell you what that thing is. I just love the question because if you could choose one thing a year from now. Uh, no, let's Let's open it up a little bit. One or two, maybe three. Give yourself a little grace here. Don't judge. Don't judge yourself for that that time you wasted over the last six months when you didn't do the thing that you know you want. This is about awareness. There are no efforts that are wasted. It was all part of becoming who you are right now and in this moment, you have the ability to change. What you were yesterday has no bearing on what you will be tomorrow. Again, one year from now, what is a habit you hope to have made automatic. Number five, I do love this number five. This may be my favorite and this is a very simple, if you can detach from uh, perfectionism around this, you, you perfectionist people out there. <laughs> uh, I'm saying that only because I have been one in my past. Um, This is a fun one, and I do encourage an actual list here. Uh, I refer to this very, very often throughout the year when I make these lists. Um, I usually do them early in the year, and it is a simple list of one column, a list of I want to do more of this, and another column of a list of things I want to do less of. Um, If you don't have a piece of paper right now and you're on your treadmill, as the example I've given a couple of times today, um, riff on a few of these things right now. More might be more laughter, more joy, more gratitude, more healthy eating, more awareness, less, you know, less toxic people in your life, less um, negative self talk, less, again, any number of things. It's just, The ability to be free with your pen or pencil when you make this list is great. I refer to my lists often, my more or less list. All right, that's number five. And now we are at number six. And this comes uh, from, I would say, Eastern philosophy generally. uh, And specifically from a book that I highly recommend called Essentialism by Greg McKeown. It's an excellent book. Um, I have given that book as gifts. I have received it uh, as a gift originally. I think maybe it was Brene that gave me the book originally. It's an excellent book, and it is a book of simplification, of prioritization, and of letting go. So number six is there one thing that, if you could choose it, prioritize to let go of it, to remove it from your life? It is not essential. So you are ejecting it. It may be, you know, a person, a role that you play in your family or your life, or a story that you've told yourself, or some traumatic experience that you are going to deal with in therapy. Um, There's a handful of daily stressors that you feel like you could tackle. I like number six. One one thing that you could eliminate in order to become a more essential human. My hope is that this can be enlightening, simple, can drive some awareness. Remember, we talked about burnout. We talked about balance. We talked about... Identifying thoughts and feelings that manifest and how those manifest as symptoms. You know, what is a habit that you would like to have? And what are a thing or a couple things that if you could cross them off your list as you don't do this anymore, what would those be? So, this is as a final word here, this is not some aha moment yeah. exercise. I am not encouraging, I, I, I believe that if you have some. You know, awakening, some enlightenment during this, I actually get a little more nervous. <laughs> to me, this is a simple process, systemically creating awareness about the things in our life that we want more of and the things in our lives that we want less of. This, what's required now is doing the work, applying all the other sort of tools that we have in our toolbox from previous episodes of this show and books I've written and, and obviously uh, you have many other mentors online or inspirations, but this is about doing the work now. The, 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 the episode is awareness and of course, your dreams don't work unless you do. And it is especially the work, this work that we've just done in this episode, which is I would consider relatively unglorified right this is the work that matters this is the work that occurs when no one else is watching this is where mastery or your highest self is started is it's where it's it's the making of it begins here so let this exercise settle in give yourself some pats on the back for doing this whether you've been uh Again, doing it while you're listening at work or uh, on the commute or on the jogging trail or wherever you listen to your podcasts, um, Pat yourself on the back uh, if if you can bookmark this uh, as a an exercise that's useful throughout the year, these are the exercises that I personally do, and I hope you've enjoyed this micro show. So signing off, uh, I' obviously would love to hear what you think of this. If you have some suggestions, I'm always looking to, build out future versions of this for the rest of the community um, and incorporating new ideas. Uh, Authors, if you have books or other strategies around bringing these things to awareness, I'm always all ears. But for now, get back to work doing those things that you love and put more of the things in your life that you want. And until next time, I bid you adieu. All right. Hey, before you go, thank you so much for listening. And I want you to know that I appreciate the time, the attention that you give to this show, to the guests, and to yours truly. I wanted to take a second to say thank you. This community, like any community, is a testament to the saying that a rising tide lifts all boats. By elevating one another, by sharing and resharing the show, the tidbits that you learn, the experiences that you take away from here, We can collectively have a massive positive impact on the world. Now, whether you're new here to my orbit or you've been here for a decade, I would encourage you to think about how you can show up for your peers, for your fellow creators, and the people in your life that you really know and care about. And one way of doing that is to share this podcast. If you got any value from one of these shows or if you've been listening for a long time, you're spreading the love means the world to me that's how this show gets out we don't spend a dollar on paid advertising for the show it's you and me and the guests on the show that help reach new people every week so i wanted to say thank you i wanted to remind you that the only way this thing grows is if we grow together and uh and i'm grateful for any and all action that you take to that end all right that's a wrap let's put today's episode into practice and get back to growing together